Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast. Uh, those of you who survived our, like, uh, Magnolia-length episode last week, um, sorry, not sorry. It's going to probably be a long one again this week because we have a large crew. Um, Miles is back, as you'd expect. Hi, I'm back, as you'd expect. Joined by Starro. <laughs> Though, I will say, I feel like I made Miles' night a couple days ago when I sent him Jaro. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Jaro is a baby version of Starro that thinks Batman is his dad and is dressed like a baby Robin. I thought that was delightful. Um, speaking of delightful, Ryan's here. Hi, everyone. Yeah, damn right I'm delightful. <sighs> it's not the text your wife sends. <laughs> mm, you don't know my wife, and she will never listen to this show to hear that comment. I didn't send she's. Te- I didn't say she's texting me. I didn't she's say that she was. Me, Ryan. There you go. Uh-oh. Steve knows. Steve, pick it up and tell us what's going on. Hold on. Let me read a few of these to you. No, I'll, I'll save them for later. No. Okay. It's, it's Steve's blackmail <laughs> for me. Exactly. <laughs> He sends out the uh, company-wide email and you don't respond. You get a, you get half a half in a text message sent to you. And uh, questioning their decisions, uh, Mitchell's here as well. Hello, I don't know Ryan's wife. <laughs> <laughs> spoken spoken like someone who truly has like a sniper rifle trained on her as we speak. <laughs> I Mitch, feel like you're you, the only one who knows her Mitch, here. if you let her go, if you let her go, I'll give you what you want. <laughs> Mitch Mitch is playing the Udu Udu Kier role of this podcast. Just like you know he's capable of doing something awful, Udu. And <laughs> maybe Mitch is too. Uh made me think of that scene in uh was it Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine where he shows up for like one scene. Mm. It's like, by the way, I know a Korean doctor. And you're like, Oh, oh no. Did you see oh, that no. did you see that tweet recently? I can't remember who posted it, but it was like a tweet. Um somebody did an interview like over Zoom with Udo Kier. And it was a picture of like a still um, of Udo Kier on like the Zoom. And in the background, he had a painting and the guy asked him what that painting was. And it's a painting of two pigs fucking. And Udo Kier says, it's a painting of two pigs fucking. It's called Macon Bacon. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's, that's just good. what he has in his living room. <laughs> I'm so disappointed I didn't get, I didn't get response because I put in to interview him for, uh, for Swan Song. I was like, basically wanted to do that. <laughs> mm. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> what a great wow. note to start on. Yeah. <laughs> Making bacon, baby. Scramble up some eggs with that. Let's go. <laughs> that's creepy. Um, <laughs> but yes, we're all here. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I'm here too. One of the, yeah, Steve was. You didn't I properly introduced you like third. Steve. Yeah. Okay, fine. Blackmail aside, Steve's here. You can say as you whatever you want, Steve. Who? Oh me! Oh hey! What's exactly. up? I'm Steve. I, I wish I was trying to save that ten seconds of our life. But, Damn it! You know. I love Steve. Steve really. Right. Let's, Let's dive into. It'll, it'll play uh, really well on repeats. Oh yeah, Steve is all about the replay value. Um, though Steve came up with a game that we're going to play later. But first, uh, Ryan McDermott has a question for us, as always. Um, Film Hawk face off, Idris Elba. Ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. interesting. And uh, we're going to go Miles, Ryan, Mitch, Steve, Prometheus, or Pacific Rim? 
Uh, I mm, I do don't lo- like either, rightly. <laughs> no, I I I, I think P- Prometheus is deeply flawed, but it has some cool stuff in it, and I think he's good in it. Uh, but I do have a huge soft spot for Pacific Rim. It's one of my favorite blockbusters of that type, so I'm going to go there. Um. Ooh, this. Ooh. I guess I'll go with Pacific Rim, just because I think like Del Toro's having a lot of real great fun in it, and uh, the visuals are really great. It's way better than the sequel, obviously. Um, I was about to say the sequel is unwatched. Yeah, and it's because he's not behind the helm. Yeah, and well, I'm glad someone. I'm glad he was having fun because yeah, I sure Pacific wasn't. Rim better Guillermo Del Toro film than The Shape of Water. Okay, let's not get carried away. <laughs> um, I I like both. I like Prometheus and Pacific Rim. Um, I would probably pr- say that I prefer Prometheus, but also the name of his character in Pacific Rim is Stacker Pentecost, which so I think is like good. one of the coolest names in movie history. So, I guess Prometheus, but also my vote really goes to Stacker Pentecost. It's no big dick. It's no big dick Richie. But True. it's not bad. <laughs> but who is? Well, I like both Steve. films, and I'm going to go with Prometheus. Yeah, I'm going to go Prometheus as well. I don't really like either, but I at least liked Prometheus for like a half hour after watching it. <laughs> as I've told the story of like the walk from the theater to the restaurant was me going, wait, the fuck? But at the time, it was cool. Come from behind um, for Prometheus better i'm not gonna make the joke i was gonna make um the jungle book or star trek beyond uh jungle book for sure i think idris elba is probably the best part of it honestly even though the last 20 minutes or so saddle him with literally a laundry list of villain cliche dialogue um what was the other one i already forgot it star trek beyond yeah i didn't like that one um i will go with star trek beyond um, I really like that film, um, and I think he's a really good villain. Wish there's a little bit more of a minute, uh, to be honest, but he's still really good battling Pine. I love that cast. I love uh, that Simon Pegg helped write the script, Justin Lin's direction, the use of sabotage. It's a really, really good one. Uh, way better, I think, than Into Darkness, the second one. And I really, Well, that's a low bar. Yeah, well, I just really want to see them. I heard that they announced that they're going to come back and and um, really uh, interested in seeing more from those Star Trek movies that are really fun. I mean, I wish they would pick a Star Trek movie already and make one because they keep. Yeah, I don't think they're making. I don't think they're, they're making the Tarantino one. So we can just all forget. About no, that, yeah, that was, was, that was like, never going to happen. That was, that happen. That was just dream. like that was just like, hey, let's hear Quentin Tarantino on a podcast say that he might do a Star Trek movie and then never happen. So, I mean, yeah. I think Mark, I think Mark Smith got paid to at least write one there for that so good on him um and then i think the uh what's the the fargo dude had one noah hawley he was gonna do one yeah but his did you hear what the plot of his was his was insane well it was it was about a like interstellar plant pandemic so can't imagine why they didn't want to make that one yeah hard probably not gonna bring the kiddos i still think it was a missed opportunity to not bring uh, chris hemsworth back i know that was an idea that was that was the deal that fell apart over i think he was gonna get paid more than pine or something like that yeah which that can't happen Uh, that just can't well that's sort of what chris pine said yeah exactly (laughs) chris pines i mean it's his damn franchise for grants yeah all right moving on who's out who else uh mitch and steve 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would go with Star Trek too. I really like that movie. Um, I like him. I think he's good in it. Um, and also it, that movie always makes me cry because it ends with the tag R.I.P. Anton. Yeah. So that's true. Steve? I'm going to buck the trend. I'll go with the Jungle Book. I don't remember Star Trek Beyond at all. I like it. I'm actually going with it. It has one bad part, like Kirk riding a motorcycle is stupid. But oh, I did see. Aside from that, it's a you know what it feels like? It feels like an episode of a Star Trek show. That yeah, that's the thing and I think I like that about it. Yeah, it was like just a good episode. Like the first one was a good reboot. The second one was bad in that it was like trying to do too much. I, I feel like I'm in the minority. I like Into Darkness much more than Beyond. I I mean, I haven't revisited it. I mean, I don't love mm. the fact that they cure death and don't make a big deal of it. No, I mean, it's stupid as hell. Don't get me wrong, but it's at least entertaining stupid. Beyond, I found incredibly forgettable. I don't think I was not entertained. <sighs> I feel like at the time I thought I thought Into Darkness was fine. I mean, and it just immediately didn't Beyond is at it. least Beyond, trying was... to be something new. Into Darkness is just ripping off Raphicon. That's all it is. Fair. I mean... That, and, and if you uh, like if you like ripoffs, that's for you. But also, it just is the blueprint to show that JJ can't make a sequel. Rise of Skywalker, everyone. God, I wish Ryan worked in sales. If you like ripoffs, this is for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, buy a car from Ryan McQuaid. Exactly. Um, if you do, they'll release my game. wife. Thank you. Well, that remains to be seen. Uh, Beast of No Nation or Molly's Game? Oh, wow. Um... He's good in Molly's game, but I think the movie is a little uneven, so I'm going to go Beast of No Nation. I think he's incredible in it. Which I just received on Criterion, actually. Nice. You lucky, lucky man. Um, Ryan? He's great in both. Like, he's very... Un- like, he has that monologue in Molly's game towards the end. Well, that's, that's the best part of the movie, I would argue. Fantastic. He's so good in that movie. It's not the, it's not the Kevin Costner monologue? Oh, I like the Kevin Costner monologue. I know that that is the 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 point. No, for no, I, 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 I like it, too. I know I get why people don't like yes. it, because it's everything people don't like about Aaron Sorkin. So, yeah, exactly. But, but that's what I think I you think, and I you know like made about a good Aaron point? Yeah, the, the, um, the This Had Oscar Buzz podcast made a good point about that, where you're like, don't you see an Aaron Sorkin movie to see an Aaron, Aaron Sorkin, Sorkin yeah. do all the things you like and dislike about yeah, him? Like the man's not going to change. Like we need no. to stop with the, this notion like we did last year where we just like he's going to have being the Ricardos maybe out later this year. And just know it's an Aaron Sorkin film. It's going to have fast dialogue characters walking and talking. It's going to be what it is. Um, they're going to they're going to say certain lines of dialogue that he has in every movie because that's what he likes to do. And you you accept it. And I feel like it's. 95 percent great and that other five percent sure it's a little rough but who cares yeah. that being said beast of uh no nation is fantastic and uh i can't wait to see carrie fuganaga's uh bond film later this year and uh yeah i can't wait to buy that on criterion so i'll go with beast of no i nation. feel like you're gonna have to wait stop it stop saying that damn it i was I thinking a, the I exact a... same thing and i hate it yeah i have a i have a weird sense that uh this is going to be just uh, release. Just release the film. Put it out on who VOD has, wait, for Christ's sake. It it's got it's MGM, right? Uh, and Sony MGM. I guess it would be through Sony, right? Yeah. Just put it on a platform or the Sony, VOD. Sony doesn't have a platform. They're screwed. Well, just yeah. well, it's just, the same problem with Spider-Man later this year. Well, no, they have well, Disney I mean, Plus. Spider-Man. Spider. Well, here's the thing. Not to get sidetracked, but Spider-Man. They could make a deal 
where it goes on Disney Plus for the added price. Yeah, and they but just they don't want to do that. They're trying to spin off their dumb Venom verse or whatever. They're hey, they're not going to want to get sidetracked. Don't there. you rip on Venom? All right, probably American, not. But we'll see. I mean, American I think masterpiece. I bet that depending on how Eternals does and Shang Chi, that'll determine what happens with Spider Man. Like, if those are those going to be available on Disney Plus, or they haven't announced? I think no, they have so not far, announced. The plan yet. is straight to theaters. Yep. Well, that's not going to that's not going to stay. Um, they're going to they're going to make that change eventually. But I bet if they can report similar numbers or like, sure, it's going to open week because everything is the thing I said on the podcast like three weeks ago. Big movies are going to struggle. The, the little stuff that only has people who are going anyway are going to do the same they always did. And, you know, the six million for still water and whatnot. But uh, if this. If they can report that, like, Eternals and Shang-Chi... By the way, I'm seeing Shang-Chi in, like, a week. Um, but, shh, can't talk about it Humble yet. brag. Uh, if it makes the same amount of money, you know, that they thought it would if you include Disney+, Plus, I bet you they can make a deal with uh, with Sony. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm at seen. this point, movies aren't going to make all their money back at the box office. Get your insurance out on them and just release the damn films. Well, that's what I think they they have to figure out now, especially after, like... Having to realize, like, oh, if we put it out of Louis's money, we're going to get sued by people. And if we put it out on this platform, we're going to get sued. We just need to figure out how to Just get your lawyers in the room, figure it out, and let's move on. Yeah, and then, you know, if you... Give me James Bond. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, All right, so... um, And with that said, I say Molly's game. All right. Mitch? (laughs) Uh, Beast of No Nation for me. I didn't like Molly's game, and I think he, I think he should have got an Oscar nomination for Beast of No Nation for sure. I Definitely. like both. I think he could have been nominated for both. Um, I actually like him a little better in Molly's game. I think I think the idea of him in Beast of No Nation is very good, but I wanted a little more, which I know is also kind of the point. But also, if it comes down to which one am I revisiting, I'm gonna watch the the jaunty Sorkin movie over yeah. the like. <laughs> slit your wrist to uh, child soldier drama yeah that's a that's a tough rewatch yeah um produced by my by someone i'm vaguely related to actually my um my uncle and aunt their niece her wife is one of the producers on that film and is um jake gyllenhaal's producer and did not remember who i was when we met at a party jake gyllenhaal did he did uh did you meet jake gyllenhaal and had he taken a shower I, I have met Jake Gyllenhaal like three times, and I have never asked him if he took a shower, and he did not smell when I met him, if that helps. Wow. But I, I'm, I don't need anyone to tell me about their bathing habits ever again. It makes me just like people less. All right. Miles, mum's It's word. not a conversation worth having. No. <laughs> I, I, if, if anyone brings up their bathing habits in conversation, it's never good. It's either too much or too little. <laughs> yeah, it's why, never, why I shower... Have? Never, I shower once a day, sometimes twice. If I get a little table dirty, that discussion. A while, I miss a day. We'll table that discussion this week. Oh, God. <laughs> Ryan's about to reveal something. Guys. <laughs> I live in Texas. I have no need to bathe. What is this bathe you speak of? All the liberal tears are what I bathe in. Right. That's not true. <laughs> hey, is there another <laughs> filmaholic face-off we can rapidly divert to? Yes. Even though you're not going to be happy about this one. <laughs> Fast, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, or Cats? Oh, you're right. I'm not happy about oh. this one. Yep. Um, Cats is literally like 
if the devil existed and he made one movie to torture mankind, it would be Cats. So uh, I'm going to go Hobbs and Shaw by default. Also, I quite like Hobbs and Shaw. It's stupid, but it's fun. And he's a good villain in it. It's very stupid. McCavity, McCavity. All right. They got to go with Cats. There's no way you can't go with Cats. Cats is is so bad. It's great. I mean, you know who definitely didn't say that? The viewing public. You know what? Uh, We got the Snyder Cut this year. You know what Release we want. the butthole yeah. cut. It literally Release the can't butthole be worse. cut. Yeah, it can't be any worse. Isn't isn't, isn't that the air cut? Sorry. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the jellical cut. Right. Yeah. So uh, and Scrimple Shanks, my boy Scrimple get, Shanks, think, the railway cat. We get. What do you think we get first? The air cut or the butthole cut? I think the, but, uh, butthole. the uh, butthole for sure. Butthole. Butthole. I think butthole. Warner Brothers finances the butthole cut just to stop us talking about the air cut. I think the butthole cut yeah. was the stinky movie that we saw this past weekend. <laughs> Nope, nope. We're not. We're not doing that. Um, Wait, the butthole cut of Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> yeah, it really changes your much. perspective on the movie. Yeah, I'm voting for that. Appar- apparently, The Rock really is the great one, if you know what I mean. Pr- apparently, Jason Statham would not stop dropping his pants. <laughs> and as we know from Twitter now, Dwayne Johnson not only showers every day, he showers three times a day: once cold, once warm, and once hot. I, I've never hated something more than the idea of waking up to a cold shower. <laughs> it's It sounds like the worst thing on the planet. Yeah. Wakes him up. Wakes him up so I, he can make Hobson shower. Yeah, because he's just furious because he took a cold shower. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, uh. I think, I think, I mean, I think Hobbs and Shaw is like the slightly better movie. I didn't really like it that much, but I think Cats is probably the more fun movie to watch, even though it's a worse movie. So I guess Cats? <laughs> what is happening Steve? right now? Yeah. Come on, Steve. Cats, 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 Cats. cats. <laughs> well, I do own two cats and I don't any, own any Hobbs or Shaws. So I'm going with Hobbs and Shaw. Nah. Oh. Sorry. I love the idea that he has two gimps in the basement named Hobbs and Shaw. And he just keeps <laughs> chained up. It's time to feed Hobbs and Shaw. Did you guys know that The Rock has a dog named Hobbs? I think that's kind of delightful. That's all right. I don't mind that. He seems like a nice man. Yeah. I mean, please don't run for president, but you're you're fine as an actor. I, know, I think if he's already like making fun of it in Young Rock, it's probably not going to really happen. God, I hope so. Um, I'm going to go Hobbs and Shaw. I don't like either. Cats is great is is a ready-made how did this get made movie yeah so that's that's fine um Hobbs and Shaw was like nine hours long fully like three hours too long um and I don't care about Fast and Furious so like that over the top level of action wasn't doing it for me but yeah like it's a competent film for the most part unlike Cats which boggles the mind I've, I've told you guys that that was my worst like screening day in history, right? Last, uh, Rise of Skywalker and Cats back to back. So sorry. Sounds like a good double they actually feature. Gave, they actually provided alcohol before Cats. Well, that's <laughs> smart. They knew. They knew. I mean, they, they I knew mean, and they let rubbing it happen. Alcohol. <laughs> yeah. They knew and they let it happen. Oh, well played. Um, <laughs> Ryan also has a mount for us. Oh, Mount Meowmore? No. Oh, um, yeah. Top five or top four movies about cats. Top four characters in cats. No. Um, McCavity, Scrimble Shanks, Judy Dench, and I would probably say Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. 
I don't like yeah. how ready to go you were with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I will say one of the weirdest experiences in my life was about six months before Cats. Before it was like known as an awful thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, is Cats going to be a thing? Cats was a thing. I was curious about the plot. So I read the plot. Fully had a stroke after reading it. And then rem- just like the names of the characters where I'm like, wait. We're, we're going to, like, there's an Oscar movie where Judy Dench plays a character named o- Old Deuteronomy. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Old Deuter. You forgot Old Deuteronomy? Uh, uh, no, okay. Old Dute, as they call her. Old Dute, and you definitely forgot about Bustopher Jones. Oh, yeah, James Corden, I'm Bustopher Jones. Yeah. And rum t- and the Rum Tum Tugger. Rum Tum Tugger. Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And whatever oh, the hell Rebel God, Wilson old. was, you know what? Actually, the fourth character on my Mount Rushmore would Jenny be, Any Dots would be yeah would be no it would be the um the roaches the, yeah the roaches. the terrifying cockroach children yeah children. oh my God Miles you Miles take off take off the noose it's okay we're not actually doing this <laughs> I heard the shower curtain um, we're doing Mount Rush less ooh choose four upcoming films you wish we could all just get over with so the directors can move on to something more interesting. Well, luckily we already did do we, that this do we have weekend. to actually do we have to actually like the uh director or we, it's just a movie we don't want to be talking about anymore i mean basically something you want the director to just be done with so they can make something different even yeah, if you don't like the director because avatar is not going to happen so we don't have to consider that right joe that's never, but you don't like anything does. he makes so we're never like going to see those movies though. this is a ponzi scheme created by hollywood to funnel this man money for no apparent reason I wouldn't even be mad if it was. I'd be like, I respect the hustle. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, the hustle to end all hustles. It'll make a great documentary one day. Yeah. It'll make a great movie. That can we then lock him up and throw away the key and never see him again. I mean, I mean, I'm, I know Ryan hates James Cameron, but I do feel like the Avatar movies outside of that. I feel like the fact that he's committed to his next four films being Avatar sequels is ridiculous. Like he's capable of better. One is, is called reportedly the seed bearer. They're gonna put that on posters, like a like a roar bear. No. Oh, sea bear, like bearer of the sea. Seed. Oh, seed bear. Yeah, like a oh. seed, like you know, Ew. bearer of the seed. <laughs> you yeah. mean like, you mean like after after a man and a woman love each other, yeah. she becomes the seed. Bearer. Avatar three, the womb. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that movie, I mean, listen, it would be Avatar four because I think that. The seed bearer. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry for mixing up the chronology of the four fucking. Hey, Avatar you know what? He's taking made. his precious time. You should take your time in learning what these are. <laughs> clearly, well, uh, clearly, they keep getting delayed every two years, so I don't feel like I'm in any rush. I mean, so I think one answer we probably all can agree on is Spielberg with West Side Story. Yeah, we can just move yeah, on with yeah, that. That shouldn't even that. exist. Can we? I yeah, will like, say, listen. I will say this. As much as I'm looking forward to the film, I think we can kind of all agree. Let's just have No Time to Die come out so then we can find out who the next James Bond are and move on with the franchise. Because I, I am quite interested in that. I'll agree with yeah, that. I don't know yeah. if it just, fits on the list at all, but I like that. Just I mean, for the sake you, of um, yeah. Daniel Craig, we should really just just let him let him go. Let him he, out He's doing fine. <laughs> he's filming Knives Out sequels. He's going to be Benoit Blanc. He's going to have to do press for it again at some point. He'll yeah. have to go on SNL again. <laughs> Ladies and Hopefully gentlemen, he can introduce the, the weekend. weekend. He'll have to introduce <laughs> the weekend again. We'll have back. two back-to-back gifts. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one you guys aren't gonna agree with, but my rationale I think is fair. Um, Denny Villeneuve because. I don't care about Dune. I was actually going to say that. I'm I'm sick. I'm sick of the Dune talk. Which I feel like is just, I feel like I'm just trolling Miles by traveling to Canada to see Dune before him when I won't even like it. That's that's just rude. Um, I hate everything. But my rationale, my rationale is I largely like his films. I want to know what he's going to do next because Dune 2 isn't happening. So it's just, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. When it opens on HBO Max and makes half of what Suicide Squad made, do you think it's going to matter? No, I think I think it's I think they're going to use the pandemic as an excuse, and they're going to use the Did fact that they're losing Nolan, and they're going to say we got to give him what he wants, and if he wants to finish Dune, that's what we're going to have to do. So I think what you're going to have mean, to do in this mindset, because they're also going to have a television show that they've started as well. Uh, with a showrunner, yeah, and but that's early enough that they can cancel. Yeah, they're not going to announce a, a a female black showrunner for that show and then cancel it and look terrible in the headlines for it. That's not a good look. Warner sure Brothers has done a Warner pretty Brothers. good job of looking terrible in the headlines this year. Let's not. Well, I mean, they gave one hundred eighty-five million dollars to a movie that didn't deserve one hundred eighty-five million. Uh, shut the fuck up. Um, what but I would again? say can that can, you know. Can you clarify maybe, what this mount but, is again? Uh, Mount Rushless. So you're picking a filmmaker yeah. whose current upcoming movie you just want to like move on from because you want to see what they do next. Like, oh. So there's two ways to go about it. There's the Spielberg mm. route, which is we like Steven Spielberg. Yeah. We, we don't really like the idea of West Side Story, but we largely like the movies he makes. Okay. So make another movie. Yeah. Or you can go the Denny Villeneuve route, which is whatever you think about Dune, the next thing will be more interesting, which I think also you guys would probably pick for George Miller. Because once he does 3,000 Years of Longing, isn't he potentially doing Furiosa? Yeah, but I'd rather I'm see more, yeah, uh, but 3, I'm kind of interested years of longing. 3,000 Years of Longing. That's yeah, I don't yeah, need to just see I'm him do a bunch of Mad Max movies. Yeah. I was I was between two um, movies. I have one if you want to hear it. It's, uh, yes. Go for it. Yes, Steve. Ghostbusters Afterlife and Jason Reitman. Ooh. Ooh, that's yeah, that's one. pretty good. That's a good one. Though, I mean, that's I fair. I don't understand I'm the like crap for that movie so much. And, like, I understand, like, everyone's got this fat, big gigantic stranglehold over but it doesn't look that terrible you know? it looks it totally look fine good. it doesn't look good that's the problem i mean it looks better than what we got the last time i would say mm. it looks about the same yeah same here. it no, looks bad for was... different reasons yeah, i think i, I think here's the thing You're we haven't seen that film the first so two. we wouldn't know well we're never gonna make they're never gonna make the first two ghostbusters movies again like well, that first one. that's or even the first sailed. one because the second yeah one the sucks. second one everything sucks i like the first one I actually yeah. like the second one, but I think that tone you're not going to capture again because it's not the same cast. And even if you brought them back, which, you know, for years they wanted to make Ghostbusters go to hell or whatever the third one was supposed to be, it was never going to be the same once I, Bill I, Murray was like, I don't want to do I, it. I have one. I have, I'm, I'm gonna, oh, I have okay. another one before we oh, get there. But right. I'm just going to say for Ghostbusters, I'm, I'm okay with you guys including that because I love Reitman. Yeah, I do. And like this Reitman. is kind of like, I feel like this was him going, I... I this is the time to make this if I'm ever going to make like a big studio like project I'm not fully involved in. I might as well make my dad's movie. Yeah. When maybe they'll let me do what I want because it's my dad's movie and like I can trick them into thinking I know what I'm talking about. It looks fine. It looks like it looks like, you know what the thing is? He's more nostalgic than people are for it. What well, it's nostalgic for something that isn't Ghostbusters. It's nostalgic for like E.T. and the Stranger, Stranger Things, things but that's yeah. not what Ghostbusters was. No, though I think I do think they're holding back more of the yeah. like Ghostbusters vibe. It's but, still a trailer. We can I, I, my fingers are crossed because yeah. I would I do want to love it. I just don't see it. You know what the one I want to I want to present to you guys is Terrence Malick. 
I almost always t- hate Karen's I don't, know what, his, I don't know what his new movie is, though. The Way of the Wind, a retelling of several episodes in the life of Christ. Oh, which... I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, let's... I, I want a moratorium on Christ movies. We've had enough. Especially from Terrence Malick, the most navel-gazing filmmaker uh, in history. That sounds unwatchable. <laughs> I actually... Mm-hmm. I I have one. I Go for it. No, it's Nightmare Alley. Like, for me... I, I'm fine with that For one. me, I... I'm just not in the mood to see an all white cast from Guillermo del Toro again. It's just, I, is it? I want, yeah, it pretty much is. I mean, it's got Bradley Cooper and Rooney Mara and Kate Blanchett and Richard Jenkins and all these great people that we like, but I just, it's also a remake. It's not, and it just, yeah, I, I don't, it's more that I don't care about the remake. It's like, it. and it's like, that's not the del Toro. I know like I want, I rather him do something crazy and weird and original and go back to genre yeah, then then do yeah, this yeah i mean i'm looking at the cast uh clifton collins is the only person who appears not to be a, a sh- just straight up white person yeah, yeah it's it's like it's unlike him unlike him you know <clears throat> well, i mean i we, wonder we don't know what his take is on it i do know he's adapting the book the original was going on not straight up remaking the original yes film. yeah which I which just, i think i is, just have is no interest helpful. there's no we, we I, and I love, and I and I love and I love him as a director. I just I don't know. I gotta say I don't love him as much as everyone else. I I mean I appreciate wow, him. Rude. I think he, I think he is having the time of his life. And whenever I've interacted with him, he seems like the happiest man on the planet. I mean, we could say and, Ridley Scott because I'm like, yeah, our, but he has he already has his next movie. Like, no, but I'm t- well, no, but like well, I want to get rid of both uh, of them. Gucci and Gucci and Last Duel can just share a spot. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Though I, I actually am pretty interested in, in Last Duel. Like, yeah, I am. I'm can I can I that. throw one out? Can I throw yeah. one out there? I don't actually care what the director does next, but I just I want Morbius to come and go because I don't want to have to fucking think about <laughs> Morbius ever again. <laughs> I thought you were going to say fair. Venom too, because that's no, Andy Serkis. I'll Sarkis. give Venom two a shot because Carnage is one of my favorite comic book characters, and I'm interested in what Andy Serkis might do as a director, but. Morbius, oh, I could not fucking. I, also, by the way, oh I, oh, I totally have my pick. I totally have it. Eternals. Well, Ryan, just yeah, you gotta, get, you gotta change it because Nightmare Alley. He's following it up with Pinocchio, and that's no better. Oh nope. shit! That's, okay. No, it's <laughs> well, not motion horror Pinocchio. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, that's actually gonna be. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm tired of. Uh, it's, it's. Uh, we see. They're also gonna have the Zemeckis one come out at the same time, too, which is just. Gonna yeah, no, that looks like garbage. But like, yeah, or well, it's Robert like garbage, weirdly. But, Del Interestingly, Toro will have a take on it. Weirdly, Roberto Benigni has another one coming out, another Pinocchio. Aren't all Pinocchios horror movies? movies? No, I'm, I'm joking. Or are we talking about a third? Oh, okay. I was like, too. yeah. Don't do that. He's playing Jiminy Cricket Mitch. this time. He just keeps doing <laughs> Pinocchio movies. It's me, Pinocchio. That'd be kind of funny, um, actually. <laughs> um, Pleasure Island, the movie. I got uh, one that I away. will say is uh, Chloe Zhao. Like just yeah. let, like and uh, just let her get this Marvel Eternals thing out of the way. Let's just get through it so that I can get back to those beautiful landscapes and her being very isolated and alone looking at America's soul. And I know that just she said Ryan, that you know. What? I'm sorry. Just for Ryan, I want the next press release that we get in our inbox today to be that Chloe Zhao signs on for Eternals too. God damn it. Well, her next her next movie after Eternals is she's doing a um, a new Dracula movie. That's right. I mean, yeah. that, we, that we know of. I mean, she meant she yeah, might right. do it. You know what I mean? I mean, how I many mean, times do we really cool to me because it's like described the way that she described it is as being like a futuristic sci-fi Western, which, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually kind of stoked for that. I think it would be cool. 
Yeah, yeah I have no idea what that's going to be like, but it, yeah. it could work. And at least so someone would be way more to... interested in that than Eternals. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the the answer is we're not going to get to four of these because right. we have such so divergent many. opinions on what's good or bad. <laughs> but I'll, what I'll say is let's just each pick one and then we'll move up. We'll move on. We'll have five picks. But so that's OK. So, uh, Miles, we'll do the same orders before Miles make your like pick and then we'll just let it be for whatever you want your pick to be. Oh, God damn it. We've come up with too many. Um, uh, I'll, I'll say James Cameron because I don't think anyone else will. And I, I think he did make some of the best <laughs> action movies of the 90s. And it breaks my heart that this is what he's doing the re- with the rest of his career. Totally fair. Um, mm, I'm going to go Barry Jenkins. I didn't mention him earlier, but he's got that Lion King movie coming out and I don't want to see Oh, it. that's a good one, actually. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Though, given the choice of, you know who could be doing a unnecessary uh, yeah, Lion King sequel. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. But at the same token, though, it's an unnecessary Lion King sequel. Oh, no, yeah. it's it's a very unnecessary thing that I'm fine with because it's going to make him a ton of money. Yeah, but, but it's also like... Yeah, it is weird that that's going to be like two years of his life. Yes. But, yeah. you know, whatever. What, what Mitch? Do you? Yeah, my mine was actually going to be Barry Jenkins, too. Um, Sorry. Ah. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> no, you're okay. Um, So I guess, I mean, I guess I'll go with Chloe Zhao, then probably, and in kind of in the same. Well, I'll just I'll, I'll say Chloe Zhao and just move on. All right, he was close. Steve. He was close to adding like more to the pile. <laughs> I am sticking with Reitman. Reitman and Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's yeah, that's nice. a pretty good one. All right, I'm surprised you didn't stick. say David Gordon Green, so you can get him out. Of uh, the... No, because I don't. Well, no, because he's already committed to the his, third his next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next Halloween. which I haven't asked. I haven't asked you, Steve. Like. Are you... Are you a big Exorcist fan, or, or like, are you looking forward to him destroying that franchise for you too? I don't care that much. It's not a. It's not. I'm not connected to it in that way. Halloween is something okay. special for me. All right. Uh, cool. Let's move on and quickly go over a couple of things that we've we've seen lately. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take a break from Suicide Squad. I know Ryan wants to talk about it, but I want to give a break because we just went long on it, and I'd rather go more in depth and not go two weeks in a row and just uh, annoy people. Uh, so wait a week on that. But in terms of things that we've just seen, um, Free Guy is coming out this week, so I've seen that. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, Steve saw it as well. Has anyone else seen it yet or not yet? No, I, I just not. I I didn't seem interested enough to go see it. I will later. This I time. thought it was, I thought it was very, very good. I was very surprised. And that seems to kind of be the consensus of like, we thought it was going to suck, but it doesn't. Mm. Um, I think Steve likes it, but doesn't love it. I really like it. Steve, you can, you can give your thoughts. My reviews are already on the site. Yeah. I'm closer to the really liked it. Um, I think the first two oh, cool. thirds are, are great. I think the last third shows its weaknesses and there are some similarities to things you've seen before, but you know what, isn't that with every single story ever told at this point? And it does it does do one brilliant thing, which is it's the first movie I've seen. And we were actually talking about it. Steve was at the same screening as I. He uh, my my friend I brought and Steve and I not Steve's daughter, though. She was oddly silent, but probably because she was like fucking old men. Um, we were talking about did they add this later on? It's the first movie I've seen where the Fox Disney merger resulted in a Fox movie having Disney IP. Mm hmm. Mm. And it's a really, I won't spoil what it is, but it is really good. 
Yeah. There's and the, it's exactly what you would want in this kind of thing. I may go back and see it again this weekend. Um, I enjoyed it that much. It's it's a fun film. It's actually, and I'm not going to get into Suicide Squad all that much, but just real quick, it's what I was hoping to have, the same kind of energy I was hoping to have walking uh, out of that film. And uh, it's just, I think there's so much, if, even if you just watch it for the Easter eggs, and if you're a gamer, just like for that element, there's so many different ways you can watch it. There is a romance. There's action. Ryan Reynolds is great. The romance is the we- the romance is the, is the weakest part, but like, yeah, but it's, it's fine. not a big deal. But it's 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 yeah, fine. No, it's it's, just... it's like the kind of you know give you a little chills and like you know what it's sappy and sweet, but who cares? It's like everything doesn't have to be the greatest love story ever told. The, the cast is great. The the uh, the visuals are a lot of fun. If you if you play video games, like I said, there are there's so much going on. My daughter was getting things from it that I wasn't like all the YouTube um, cameos. So, oh, so she got all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's going to play well from from young to old. I highly recommend it. I was told I we by the time this goes up, the interview I did with the um, production designer should be up on the site. And he was really interesting talking about how basically video games were an inspiration, but also, you know, 80s movies, just like mm-hmm. the feel. So like the feel of like a Back to the Future or a Last Starfighter mixed with like, what if we set this movie in Grand Theft Auto? But it also kind of felt like Shadow of the Colossus or the Truman Show. Like it was really sure. interesting. Yeah, it's not. It's um, it's not a video game movie. It's just set in a video game. No, world. if it was a video game movie, it would probably be the best video game movie we've had. Oh yeah. Um, other things that I've seen. I've seen the Nighthouse. If anyone else has seen the Nighthouse, I I really dug that. Yeah, I and I'm I'm hit or miss on the elevated horror. Um, this is kind of what I wanted Hereditary to be. Yeah. Like it's a, it works as an affecting drama. It works as an unsettling horror film, and and without spoiling things, like really present you with options as opposed to like kind of tipping its hand to what this is. This movie works both ways. Um, I guess it must have been Sundance, and like this is a year ago, right? Yeah, it played it, Sundance twenty twenty. Um, I remember someone saying, and I didn't really know what the movie was about at the time, so I just heard it. Um, so I'm paraphrasing that the, that David Bruckner, who, um, also interview coming on the site soon, nice. sort of told people, here's your frame of mind for the movie and it will determine whether you like it or not. What's a more powerful thought to you, the possibility that ghosts exist or the realization that they don't. And it, the movie kind of plays with that idea of like, if you believe, or if you don't, the movie works very differently. Um, and they're both very, it works really well both ways. Rebecca Hall is great. Um, I, I definitely recommend that one. Miles, I think you're going to like it quite a bit. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I'll um, just I'll say quickly that too, like one of the things that I love the most about it is that Bruckner like plays with perception in a really interesting way. He uses like the architecture of like this home that it's set in in really fascinating ways that really like amplifies the tension and like the fear. And if you're somebody like me, when I'm walking around my house in the middle of the night and it's dark, like I think that I see shit just, but it like turns out to be like something, you know, completely like ordinary, like a painting, like a picture on the wall or something, or like a banister in my house that just like looks kind of weird at night. And he uses that idea in like fascinating ways in the movie to really like ratchet up that tension. And I've, I don't think I've ever really seen it used like that idea utilized this way before. And I just love, I thought it was really, really interesting and just really well done. For sure. Um, Ryan, you mentioned a bunch of stuff when we were starting. Mm -hmm. 
Um, what haven't I mentioned besides Suicide Squad that you've seen? Because I've seen all those things. So we can briefly mention the stuff you're talking about. Well, Coda. I'll Co- give you Suicide Squad next week. <laughs> uh, Coda, uh, which is going to be Coda's on Apple, great. Coda's Apple Plus, which is one of my favorite films of the year. I mean, I don't usually cry a lot in movies because I'm soulless. Um, evidently, <laughs> that's what people have told me. But <laughs> I think the last 20, 25 minutes of this movie, I was like sobbing. Just, oh, it's hard. I just, it's just, I just, I was a puddle, and it's beautiful. But also, also very funny. Very funny movie. Oh yeah, and it's, it's just so great to see. Even though this is a coming of age story, it has the similar trappings of movies that we've seen before. It does it so differently than anything we've ever seen before, and it all feels so grounded. There's no really introducing us. You jump right in, and you're a part of these people, this family's world. And I and I absolutely loved it. I thought all the performances were great. I pray to God Apple Plus can turn this into a uh, an awards campaign somehow. I really think. I really think it's going to be. A, they're going to miss the boat if they don't because it should be. I mean, it really should be. I mean, this should be the Minari slot of the year. Where oh, it's a it's, slam dunk like. Like, indie family movie but this is a crowd pleaser in yes. a way that, that was a little challenging yeah no i mean like it there's there's a little bit of it but there's not much it's it's very uplifting and i mean anyone that sees it that i've talked to no one's hated it you hate this yeah, movie you're you probably don't have a goddamn soul i w- i would go so far as to say it's biggest trouble is getting nominated yeah. if it gets into picture good good luck and scores yeah it could like if it can get it'll play like, well on a ballot well, that's the thing i feel like if it can get picture, supporting actress from Marley Matlin. And screenplay. Screenplay. And one other thing. Maybe like editing. I don't Sound? know. Sound? Sound's a possibility. You know what I mean? If it can slip into something, it has a chance of arguing itself to a picture. It, it could. That. I mean. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, all you have to do really nowadays is win three. You only have to win like yeah. I mean, a, a, like a, a a couple above the lines, or maybe one below the line and above the line, and then this is this know. is one of those ones where it, look out to see if it when if it gets into director, because it's not a showy director, mm-hmm. you know, bit. But if people like it enough that they check the box, yeah. then you know something is. It happening. could also just it be, be very much like a um like Lenny Abrahamson getting nominated for yeah. uh, for Room a few years ago. More exactly. more than Tilden. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, I mean, except the Academy forgets that women directed movies that are for best picture. That's like that's that. very but, fair, but it, but also too, we're coming off a year where uh, two women got nominated, and and there is yes. a field where it, there is a shortage of of women uh, to consider, depending on your thoughts on uh, the power of the dog. So exactly, there's there seems to be two women right now who are at the <laughs> forefront: uh, C.N. Hader and and Jane Campion. Exactly, and then there's like you know the people that want to make Titan a thing, but that's not a thing. That's not going to happen. No, that's, that's which, not going to be an Oscar. Which no. I want to talk about in a minute. But let's finish this up. So more on Coda next week. Once I I, I would hope maybe I mean people have seen it. Miles, Steve, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but if you guys do have a chance this week and watch that. Yeah, it's, it's on Apple this week. Yeah, it's well worth just signing up for the subscription of $5 or not watching the I new mean, episode of Ted Lasso. Apple product in the last, yeah. Have you bought an Apple product in the last year? You have six months of Apple. Exactly. Guys, I, I already have Apple. I watched Ted Lasso. Well, that's, that's Which, true. by the way, it's great. I've now seen some Ted Lasso. You like it? I do. There you go. It um, feels it so took, up your alley. 
it took it took interviewing Zach Braff to uh, to get it because he inter- he directed the second episode. So I, I watched the first two and I like it. I'm going to I'm waiting for my my friend. She's out of town. When she comes back, we're going to pick it up because I, I thought it was a little more wholesome before watching. I'm like, oh, no, this is this is this has got a dirtier sense of humor than I thought. Yep. Um, I'm into it. I'm happy to keep going. Um, what else, Ryan? Uh, you mentioned Vivo, right? Vivo. Uh, I saw Vivo. It was fine. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Um, I thought it was. It's got like a dozen forgettable songs from Lin Manuel Miranda. It does. It does feel like it does. It, weirdly enough, though, it got me at the end too, which was I was like, please stop, please movie stop making me cry. I don't. It didn't. <laughs> that movie didn't get me, but I recognized it as like very pleasant yeah very it's very cute. it's very cute uh though i thought the little girl character annoyed the hell yeah out no of me. she annoyed the shit out of yeah. me but it's made for like number five in animated features yeah and i and uh i thought the music was good it was him it was miranda and alex lackamore who did hamilton and in the heights and um and it really feels like they put half effort into it, it well um, it really feels like uh hey we want to win an oscar so can we yeah and like they'll get was, nominated for that over like other things you know what i mean i feel like this came together along with tick tick boom yeah like (laughs) we'll let you make well no they bought no they do an animated movie did they buy tick tick boom because they bought vivo from sony good question i wonder oh yeah Um, you're right you're right you're right vivo got bought because they couldn't make any money off of it i wonder i wonder if when they i wonder it's a good question i wonder if i just that's what it felt like yeah it felt like a it felt like a package deal or it felt like we already are making Tick, tick, boom. Why don't we just buy Miranda's other thing while we're Maybe. at it? Maybe. Uh, um, what else? But uh, yeah, quickly, I, I, watched, uh, I watched Val. Ah, uh, we talked about that a little bit. I liked Val. I loved Val. Uh, one of the best documentaries of the year. Very personal film. Very sad. Um, very interesting seeing because I believe he is actually going to be in Top Gun Maverick later this year if we get that movie this year. Um, and he has, I don't think he's, I don't think he's said fully yes or no, but he's hinted that like, yeah, it's likely. there's something in there. And, um, uh, I, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm curious how they're going to do that. Though. I was just impressed at how they were able to put all the, uh, it was his kids that sort of helped him put all the, what was, uh, the it was, together. what happened was his, he had hired these two guys to like archive for him. Yeah. And they came back and were like, we think we have a movie here and can, will your son do the narration? Cause he sounds just like you. And he yeah. participated. I mean, because it, it's he's not particularly shy about his condition. Like, he's happy to go out into the world. And, like, he was in Jane Silent Bob Reboot. You know, he, they didn't have that in the movie. But Kevin Smith tells the story of him, like, I'd love to be in your movie. But just so you know, my like my voice isn't all the way back. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, how about play Silent Bob? He's like, great, let's do it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad. But it's also a little fascinating because you know the rep he has is like difficult and it doesn't really doesn't counteract that so much as just show you him being difficult and be like do you think he's a pain in the ass or do you think he's just a an actor yeah the the footage from the um the set of the island of dr moreau like is fascinating i i would wish that i could just see like everything he shot from that set he doesn't he doesn't come off amazingly well but it's also not nearly as bad as it could have been yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Apparently, they were terrified to show him that footage, and he was like, "I don't have a problem with that. That's what happened." <laughs> but apparently, the mm. scene was like apparently the scene he recorded was like fifteen minutes long. So that was his note. He was like, mm. "Don't know that we need all of this, but I'm fine with you showing it to people." Yeah. Um, quickly before we get to our new game, 
um, Toronto is coming up in a couple weeks. Actually, a month from now, exactly, yeah. as we're yeah. recording this. Um, I'm going to be traveling up there because I apparently want to test, tempt fate. Um, you want to test? I want to, I want to <laughs> test my vaccine to see how good it is. Um, actually, to the point where I'm actually going to be in Florida right before that. So I'm really taking it Man, for you're a really, spin. Yeah, you're really just taking, taking all precaution to the wind. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting. You need a, um, a negative COVID test to enter Canada, no matter your vaccination status. So I think that's an interesting quirk, though wildly inconvenient. But I'll figure it out. Um, but it's funny you brought up Titan, and that's a midnight movie there. Yeah. And God, do I not want to watch things at midnight? Well, at a film festival. <laughs> oh, I mean, Joe, if you don't want to go, I'll go for you. I mean, you know. Oh no, I wild. I definitely <laughs> want to see the movie. <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> my brain is gonna melt. Though I, I did look at the list, and the lineup is a lot thinner than I thought. Which is yeah. There's two yeah. things to that. One, of course, it would be thin the year I go. But two. It makes me think everything that's going to be there is going to play digitally, which, again, why am I going? But whatever. Um, though but, I wonder yeah. about Dune. Dune's yeah. the only one that I bet you they might hold back on. I'm curious about Dune um, and Last Night in Soho. I'm really curious to see if that's going to be digital or just in person. I mean, my only thing are you I think reason, Soho I think could be I think Soho could be digital. Be honest, I the, only thing so. I re- the only reason I think it might not be digital in Dune's case is it's not on the traditional lineup. It's like a special presentation or something right. like that. So they may they may even make it harder for like press. Though I'm sure they'll they'll have tickets. It just might be a hard one. But at the same time, it's going to be on HBO Max. So there's no reason not to necessarily put it on on the digital platform. So I do not know. Um, the one thing that I was surprised to see is playing there is um, the guilty. The Netflix mm-hmm. uh, Jake Gyllenhaal Antoine Fuqua uh, remake. That's uh, which I'm sure is not an awards player, but I, is didn't, it re- I didn't realize they'd already made that. I remember it being announced That's the thing. a while ago. I did. I had no idea they made it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but other than that, it's a thin festival to me. I think they're going to add more still. Yeah, I think they'll add more because right now I agree. Like it looks pretty thin, and then most of the like really hot stuff, like Titan and like celine siyama's new movie it's like stuff that's like being held over from other festivals are kind of like yeah. the biggest titles right now and there are certainly things that i think are not going to go there because of this mm-hmm. which makes me think they might go to uh, elsewhere so um i may i may have spoken to someone pretty close to red rocket who said i don't know that's super likely we're going mm-hmm. um which makes me think maybe they're going to new york mm-hmm. yeah new york's looking strong York, yeah, I New mean, York's the funny part is good. Venice is looking really power good. The, the funny part is Power of the Dog is playing at TIFF, so I can just see that before the, the MYFF premiere. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll talk more about it when it gets a little closer because um, Mitch will be doing it virtually. And uh, I'm sure everyone else here will see some stuff one way or the other. Oh, yeah. I'll find it a shouldn't way. shouldn't be too hard. Yeah. We're all seeing yeah. Clifford, baby. Yeah. I, I, I'm still wildly curious why it was playing there. <laughs> It must not be terrible. Is it? Well, hold on, because I thought the movie got delayed. Is it still it having a festival? They they pulled they not, pulled it from TIFF. Like, they, they pulled it from, it from TIFF like last week. Okay, like a couple but days. The fact after. that it was at TIFF makes me go like, wait, do they think it's good? I will. Yeah. I will say one thing is that I am just nervous at the fact that with this variant, I mean, we're all going to move, film festivals. There is the precaution out there of me just to think that, you know, it might not even happen at this point, and. Um, I don't know. I just I worry I about think, it. I mean, we are forty five. We're like less than thirty to forty five days away from these festivals starting, and 
I would just say, if you don't, uh, just another precaution out there, mac- vaccinate yourself, wear a mask. We're all going to be yeah, going well, on planes and we can't control that. But a lot of the festivals well, are able I, to control it, but not. Well, yeah, they're just not going to they're not going to let you in if you're not. Vaccinated, yeah. And then you're screwed so. and you're stuck in a place for two weeks if if you test well, positive or anymore. stuff like that. You know well, I mean? that's as of as of, I think, today, they've also changed some of the rules. You don't have to quarantine and things like that. So Canada loosened up a little bit this week. And I think their perspective is just as long as you're vaccinated, we'll let you in. And if you're not, you're not coming. And I think that's totally fair. I mean, um, theater owners just today um, basically said we don't have any issue if you want to require vaccinations to go to the movies. Like we we're happy to not have their money because it'll keep you from going too, and we want your money. So um, make it as inconvenient as possible. I'm totally fine with that. That's why my sister's finally getting her vaccine because she's a dumbass. Um, she wants to go to the gym. And I was like, you can't go to the gym anymore. Ha ha. So scheduled her vaccination. Score one for me. Um, speaking of score, we have a new game. See what I did there? That Steve actually came up with. So Steve gets a pat on the back. Everyone pat Steve on the back. Pat. I'm not. Pat. Feeling, oh, there's one. I felt one. No, two. Good. Pat. On, Miles, step it up. Oh. Ryan, Ryan, that wasn't his back. Oh, ooh. Try again. Lower. No. <laughs> keep, I'm keep, keep trying. You're almost there. I'm good. And that's a crime. There we go. So, what we're going to do is basically fix the Oscars. Because they need our help. Sorry, Steven Soderberg. So, we're going to fix it. Steve, would you like to uh, explain it? No. Because it was your baby. Uh, We will pick a year and go category by category and come up with a consensus on who should have been the winner. We can't agree on the winner that was chosen, or we can pick a new one, but we must agree on it. So I'm going to give you guys an option. We can either go with one that's a real... So we're going to start with a recent one, and then what's going to happen is every week one of us will pick the next one. And I'm going to put it up to the group. Would you rather do one where we definitely agree with Best Picture or one where we definitely don't agree with Best Picture? So you're saying Parasite versus Green Book? Basically, which you want to start with? <laughs> I mean, who says that we would agree on Parasite? I mean, that's that's true, too. We forget about some of the other things people like there. I'm happy to do either. i say 19. It's a more interesting year. All right. So say everyone, everyone say Parasite or Green Book, and we'll just vote that way. So, Miles? Uh, Parasite. Ryan? Miles, uh, Mitch? Yeah, we'll go Parasite. Okay, it doesn't matter, then we're just doing this one. Great. All right. We, one of us will do the other one. We'll pick the other one at some point, I'm sure. Um, should we start with the biggest category? We, you know what? Let's go reverse. So let's, uh, let's start with visual effects. 1917 won visual effects. The other nominees were Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King, and Rise of Skywalker. So, do we want to agree or do we want to replace? So, let's first vote whether we recall it. Oh, my God. It's like California. Are we recalling 1917? And we'll go with the normal order. Miles, you can go first. Um, an argument could be made for Endgame, but at least for right now, I'm fine with leaving it with 1917. Steve, I have a, I have a question for this. Sure. If we recall 1917... Or any category. Can we then vote for it again, or is it out and we're choosing between the other four? No, we can choose it still. You can make a case okay. for it if you want to. If you know, Maybe you'll change people's minds. But Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, Ryan. I would uh, like to recall 1917. Okay. Stand by for if we do. Mitch? Um, sure. Recall. All right. Steve? Recall. Uh, yeah, I'm on board with that. So, okay. So, we've recalled 1917. <laughs> the vote now begins again. Uh, Miles, would you like to uh, vote for something else, or are you sticking with 1917? Uh, well, since we're revoting, I'm going to say uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, I think it has arguably the most special effects in any movie that's been released recently, but also at a consistently high level of quality. I mean, the final uh, set piece, while occasionally visually murky, has so much going on. And especially when you see the craft that went into it over the course of years, it's really pretty impressive. So that gets my vote. All right, Ryan. I'm not going to take that long. Um, I'm not giving it to uh, any of the Disney properties there. I would give it to Netflix and the Irishman. Uh, they worked their ass off to to make that film and all that special effects and everything and the de-aging stuff. And it really works and deserved the Oscar. All right. Movie wouldn't work without it. Mish. Um, yeah, I, I would go with Endgame, I guess. I think I think that it's like the visual Mitch. effects are integrated really well in Endgame. The thing with visual effects, the thing that like gets me the most if I like feel like I notice them a lot, then I feel like they're not doing a great job. In Endgame, like it gets to a point where I didn't really wasn't even really paying attention to like what's visual effects and not because I just felt like it was all like in the same world and it made sense. So I think that that's like a sign for me of it being really well done. I'm almost sure I know what Steve's going to do. So I'm going to jump in real quick and go, I'm going to go with the Irishman. Um, I never noticed that after like the very first scene of the aging, it worked. And also I think seeing it like on the big screen at that very first screening, like it helped. I hadn't heard like, Oh God, this is going to be gross. So I, I was in. So even though I'm pretty sure I know what Steve's going to do and he's going to pick the winner. All right. Well, as an animator, graphic artist, um, the Irishman, I think they did an okay job, but I think there's a much better face swapping out there uh, than they used in that. Uh, my question is, 1917, why did it win? What was the case for that? Because it was, they thought it was winning Best Picture. Yeah, because I don't... The, the one visual effect I remember was the one thing that really pulled me out of it was that water, the waterfall scene. Yeah. Um, yep. So I'm going to go with Endgame, as you probably predicted, because I think it's uh, just spectacular. And, and it's not just the volume of it, it's the quality um it's it's really quite incredible that that world doesn't exist for the most part well there we go uh avengers endgame has an oscar (sighs) best film editing ford v ferrari wins now do we keep it or do we vote for the irishman jojo rabbit joker or parasite miles uh i stick with ford v ferrari on that one all right right i'm gonna recall all right tough mitch uh, I vote to keep it. All right. Hmm. I'm going to say keep it as well. Wow. All right. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I would, I, I'm, I'm totally flexible. So Ford V Ferrari remains the editing winner. Bastards. That's Parasite fine. was sitting right there. I, I mean, that would have been my pick. Parasite um, would have been maybe my pick or my second one, but. Yeah. Same here. All right. All right, let's do another uh, somewhat easy one. Makeup and hairstyling. Bombshell. Keep it or recall it. The other nominees were Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, uh, and 1917. Uh, I don't know that I have strong opinions on any of those. Um, I'll vote to recall for now because bombshells. Okay. 
I'll, I'll keep it. Uh, none of the other nominees are worth a damn giving an award to in this category. Fair. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I do not like Bombshell, but it's it's fine. And it did, like that's the thing. The like Martin I Kelly thing, right? Yeah, and like I don't have a case to make for any of the other ones. So I'm gonna say keep it as well because uh, Charlize Theron disappeared. Same. I, I I did like the movie and I love the makeup. And the alternative was face paint. Yeah. For Joker. Which we've done and before. I, I was not going to make an argument for Joker. Trust me. Oh, Maleficent. Really was, was what was your huh? argument for? Probably. I, I kind of was hoping that everybody else, because I didn't have a strong argument for any of them. <laughs> Somebody yeah. else would have made. Someone would have I, I, I didn't want to support Bombshell, but I also didn't care about the rest. I get to. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I, get here's a, I get to. Here's one where I'm not sure how it's going to go. Costume design. Little Women. Jackie Duran. But. If you recall, you got Sandy Powell in The Irishman, you got Maze Rubio for Jojo Rabbit, Mark Bridges for Joker, and Arian Phillips for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Are we recalling it? Uh, I'm going to say yes. 100% yes. Yeah, I'll say yes. Yes as well. It's a sweep. Apparently we don't like Jacqueline Duran. It's not that. She just didn't. It's good. It's just so boring. They just. I mean, she's costume design. They just give it to like whatever period movie. She also still has an Oscar. So that's not a big deal. All right. Miles, what are you nominating or voting for? Um, So I'm not the biggest fan of this movie, and I'm sure I'll have more negative things to say about it as we go along. But as far as just costume design, I'm giving it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think they nailed the period aesthetics of that one. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't want to hear those thoughts later, Miles. Um. Yeah, but I agree with them. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, the costumes designs are fantastic, and it really gets the aesthetic of the, like Miles said, the entire time. And then just like, I always think of like later on in next year, like people cosplaying as certain characters from films and stuff, and people I saw cosplay in their home uh, Halloween quarantine versions as like Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth, and those are very iconic I mean, I, 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 Spoiler alert, will be Cliff Booth for Halloween this year. I have the stuff. That's all you need to know. So, yeah, Once Upon a Time in yeah. Hollywood. There you go. Yeah, I, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for me as well. I think the, the like, looks for that movie are, like, almost, like, instantly iconic for both of those two, DiCaprio Pitt and for Margot Robbie, too. Like, you just remember what those characters looked like and what they were wearing. I feel like you don't for Little Women. Yep. Steve? Well, I guess it uh, doesn't matter, but I was between... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and JoJo, so yeah, I would have recalled and gone with Oh, JoJo. Interesting. JoJo's good. JoJo, JoJo has a an interesting costume. Yeah. Hand-stitched. Hand oh, boy. Just kidding. Um, Just kidding. Yeah, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for me, it wins. Uh, best production design, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won that one. I feel like it's safe, but would you like to re- recall it? And if you do, you've got The Irishman, JoJo Rabbit, 1917, and probably The Threat in Parasite. Oh, that house in Parasite is real nice. Uh, but I'm, I'm Hollywood versus Paris, Paris uh, yeah. house. It's it's a close one, admittedly. It is a close. I I'll leave it with Hollywood because I think the scale of what they did with the production design there is ultimately more impressive. And it was actually kind of iconic that what well, they were shooting it, and you could go on that street essentially and watch them shoot it, and it was like wow, they they literally transform like it was like a buzzy thing in in la at the time of like oh quitting shooting on on the street like they turned it into hollywood um 
it was it sounded like an event thing to me in a way that you know production design normally isn't all right we got uh one vote to keep keep it um i would vote to recall because i want to like i'll make the case for parasite but i don't i think once upon time hollywood's great so i don't mind that it's probably not going to be recalled hmm. i am going to vote and to not recall nope I, w- I would have been either way on it, so I'm happy to keep it. All right. Another one that's uh, probably fine. Uh, cinematography. 1917. I don't think we're, we're super into 1917, but we are pretty much all into Roger Deakins. So are we keeping his second Oscar? Or are we recalling? We've got uh, The Irishman, Rodrigo Prieto. We've got Lawrence Shear for Joker. We've got Jaron Blaschty for uh, The Lighthouse. And crazy old Robert Richardson for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, you know what? I'm going to say let's recount it. All right. Recall, baby. I also right. vote for recall. Cool. All right. So we're recalling. Steve, you want to just quickly chime in? Recall. No. I don't. All right. No, keep. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll say recall just to be with popular kids. Uh, all right. Cool. So back to the start. Miles, what are you giving the award to? So I may be in the minority here. I'm not sure. We'll see. But uh, my vote actually goes to the lighthouse. I Ooh. thought that was visually stunning. Uh, I, I think it's one of those rare movies because sometimes you see the four by three aspect ratio and it's kind of gimmicky, but I think it worked perfectly and was shot very much in an appropriate way for it. Some of the visuals in that movie have stuck with me long after I've seen it, uh, which not is to not mention, to which is not to speak not, poorly of any of the other nominees, but that's just the one that spoke to me the most. I'm OK if you speak poorly of Joker. Well, yeah, I don't have anything positive to say about Joker. I also would say not to mention the farts that have stayed with you from the lighthouse. Listen, it's a, sm- it's a smorgasbord. Anyway, um, yeah. no. Um, I think that that's very inspired picking their miles, but I will give it to Robert Richardson for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I think his cinematography it's nice in the pick film too. is uh, really, really, really great and um, way better than Deacon's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like he shouldn't. He, right. They're just giving Deacon's awards now for work that he should have won 20 years ago. Which I don't hate. Which I, I, um, mean, Steve, I don't hate, but also it's just like, why didn't you just reward him back then, you bastards? Well, that that too. So Steve just said he's chiming in on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well. So Mitch, if you pick Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it wins. If you don't, you set up a very interesting situation for me. Yeah, I'm going to leave it up to you because I'm going to vote for the lighthouse. Oh! <laughs> oh, well, here's, here's what my choice is now. I could just give it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Or I could throw my vote away. And we re-vote with only those two choices. Which would and again I, come down to you. <laughs> uh Fair. it would, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, in that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for the Irishman. We get rid of the Irishman and I vote for once upon a time in Hollywood, it wins. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. Cool. Oh. What, what a great democracy uh, we have here. Great job, Academy. We did a great job. All right. Uh sound editing and sound mixing. We'll do editing first. Ford v. Ferrari wins. Other nominees, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Hollywood, and Rise of Skywalker. Miles, we can do these quickly, I think. Uh, I'm fine with leaving it. Yeah, yeah, it can stay. Leave it. 
Yeah, it stays at that point. Steve, as I, as I said, quickly. No, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, leave it. Yeah, yeah, leave it's fine. Like I have no problem with it winning that. Uh, mixing 1917 wins could also pick Ad Astra, Ford v Ferrari, Joker, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Miles, uh, leave it as well. Recall. Recall. Mitch. Steve. Recall. Uh, recall. Mm-hmm. Miles. Uh, Why well, still say 1917? All right. Ad Astra, baby. I need Academy Award winning Ad Astra, not just nominee. Hmm. Mitch. Ad Astra, baby. There you yeah. go. Steve. Uh, Ad Astra. <laughs> I mean, I was picking it too. Wow, wow. We, we dominated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eat it, Miles. Yep. I was definitely not expecting <laughs> that one. Yeah. All right. Best We're going to fight song. you on the moon, man. <laughs> I love. Listen, there's a Hudson News on the moon, and I'm here for it. There you go. Uh, best original song. I'm going to love me again from Rocket Man. Sounds very sexual. Are we depriving Elton John and Bernie Tobin their Oscar? If you are, you can give it to Randy Newman for I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4. Uh, Diane Warren, but it's I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough. Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Or Stand Up from Harriet with Cynthia Erivo and company. Miles. I don't have strong opinions about any of them, so I'm just going to say leave it. Fine. Can't take it away from Rocket Man. It's got to stay with Elton and Bernie. Yeah, I'm going to use Miles' justification and just say leave it. All right, so it stays. Uh, Steve, I imagine you don't care. I would have recalled. All right. Oh, um, what would I... you have given it to, Steve? Into the unknown. <laughs> Wait, you got to sing it. Yeah, I, I would have. Oh, I, no, I don't want to get sued. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Disney is very litigious. Yeah. Um, I would have been fine with Into the Unknown. Into the unknown. Otherwise, I'm going to love me again is good, too. Um, Into the unknown. Even, even stand-up is all right. I just I hate that movie. And Randy Newman's just like singing another Toy Story theme. Like, I mean, I, I like his his stuff, but like, I can't throw you away. It didn't do much for me um, beyond like being pleasant. Original score: Joker with Hildor. Um, <laughs> do we let her keep her uh, her Oscar, or do we take it away from her? Uh, and in which case, you can give it to Despla for the thirty seventh time for Little Woman. Randy Newman. For Marriage Story, Thomas Newman for 1917 without an Oscar, or John Williams for potentially his last Star Wars score. Actually, almost certainly his last Star Wars score yep. for Rise of Skywalker. Uh, recall. You know what? I'm going to keep it with Hildor because you want to know why? Because I'm not sexist. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Wow. So pick against that, that your works? own will, people. Yeah, there you go. I'm not sexist. I just don't like that. Well, I don't know, Miles. You recalled her. The only woman in the category. Mitch? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up. Um, I, like, I, I don't have any strong opinion on any of these, so I think I'll just say keep it. <laughs> Way to duck that well. controversy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we're keeping it. I, I probably would have recalled. Um, it's fine, but I probably would have. If we would have recalled it, story, actually. If we would have recalled it, it's going to John Williams easily. I mean, no, I would probably. What a wonderful Newman. film, wonderful score, totally deserved. I, I yeah. would have actually said Thomas Newman for 1917. I oh. like it. I would have said Hilder. Yeah, yeah, I would have said Little Women. I would have said Hilder. <laughs> no, she would have really? won. <laughs> this would have this would have gone on forever. So I'm happy to skip. <laughs> um, 
So uh, just skip the shorts. For, so you want to skip the shorts? You want to keep the shorts? Look, skip. they're fine where they're at. Let's skip them. I, I don't remember half of them to be honest. I mean, <laughs> uh, the, the only thing I would have won. Honestly, I think they were pretty accurate. The only one I would have switched. I like Hair Love, but I love Kitbull. Kitbull's great. No, Matthew A. Kitbull. Cherry, great friend of mine, follows me on Twitter. He deserves that Oscar. So how dare you? There's nothing. No one's saying he's do- he doesn't. He deserves Kitbull it. Was, he's a great man. Kitbull, what he can deserve it. While Kitbull was better. Um, the neighbor's window that. was pretty good though in live action short. Oh, that uh, was here. like my least favorite of that year. But see, I like that one. I also know Marshall Curry a little bit. So Nifta, there you go. Nifta Football Club was really good. They were all they were all good. I, I don't think there was a bad one. Hmm. Uh, documentary feature, American Factory. If we're recalling, we've got The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, Forsama, and Honeyland. And I'm just going to throw it out there. I have no strong opinion. I also have no strong opinion, so leave it. You're welcome, Obama. You can keep your Oscar. Yeah. All right. We can move on, then. I don't think anyone had a strong opinion, if I had to guess. Mm. International feature. I mean, feel free to not give it to Parasite, but... I feel like it's safe, if not Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Les Mis, and Pain and Glory. Uh, definitely leaving it with Parasite. Recall. Oh. That's interesting. I mean, I'm going to keep it, but I'm curious what Ryan's choice would be. I know it is. Probably Pain and Glory. Probably Pain and Glory. Yeah, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. Um, yeah. I thought Pain and Glory was fine. Pain and Glory is wonderful. How dare you? Shut your mouth. It's fine. Corpus Christi. Keep that movie really out good. your mouth. Corpus Christi wasn't bad. Honeyland was all right. They were all yeah. fine. It's yeah, no Portrait of a Lady. No, Portrait for the Lady on Fire was in here. Yes. Yeah. Well, this that would, would be a difference. This well, would be I'd a. Still give it to Parasite, but that no, would be much more. It would be tough. It'd be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might have gotten recalled, but I don't know what would happen. Yeah. Uh, Toy Story Four animated feature. If not, How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. I lost my body. Klaus and Missing Link. I'm sorry to hear you lost your body, Joe. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I drained my dragon too. Oh. You gotta learn how to train that thing. Boo. Gross. Train it. Train um, it. Dra- it's probably the it, missing link, it. if you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I, say uh, recall. All right. Nope. That thing can stay at home. Yeah, I'll say stay. Recall. Uh. Ooh, it comes down to me. I uh, I don't have a strong opinion about I lost my body, so I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, the show's running too long anyway. Is that where you're that's, going? That's Miles? true too. <laughs> I was gonna say lost my body. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or <clears> lost or, my body is uh, good. Train your dragon, which is a tremendous trilogy that doesn't get the respect it deserves. It gets enough respect. No, it doesn't. It's not, it's right. not Toy Story. We're at, Toy Story Four we're into was the... garbage. No, it wasn't. No, no. that take was garbage. No, garbage. We're, in, we're into the we're into the big eight. Adapted screenplay. Jojo Rabbit, Taika Watiti, if we're getting rid of him. The Irishman, Steve Zalian. Joker, Todd Phillips and Scott Silver. Little Women, Greta Gerwig. And The Two Popes, Anthony McCartan. Miles. Uh, I say keep it. Taika's Oscar is very well earned. Recall. Very strong recall for me. Oh, wow. Uh, keep it. Uh, I'm open to a recall. So let's Ooh. put it to a revote. Miles, you're keeping it, right? Keep it with uh, JoJo. All right. Brian? It's Greta Gerwig. It's not even close. She wrote the best adapted screenplay of that year. Not even close. Oh, oh my. Um, not even close. Mitch? 
Yeah, Little Women for me. I think I, Little Women is very good, and I think that all the strength really begins with the screenplay. I think it's a fantastic screenplay. Steve? Sticking with JoJo. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. I could either give JoJo the... I guess it's the same situation, because I would have gone uh, two Popes or Irishmen, but of the two, I'll go JoJo. So Jojo Jojo wins. Bullshit. Sexist. Sexist. <laughs> Didn't care. I love uh Ladybird. Yeah. Well, was that's not this cat. Wildly We're indifferent not to Little Women. We're doing that year now, are we? Yeah. Little Women would have been my fourth. Fourth. Uh, Little Women was yes. Little Women was my fourth as well. Joker was my five. Yep, same here. Irishman and Two Popes were my one too. No. Irish uh Two Popes right. is my five. It's terrible. Fair enough. I, I loved it. Joker and Joker it's 4. Not material I like. But loved it. Uh, original screenplay, Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. If we're recalling. Knives Out, Ryan Johnson, Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach, 1917, Sam Mendes, Christy Wilson Garns, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, Miles. Uh, as much as I would like to make a case for Knives Out, I am going to say leave it with uh, Bong Joon-ho. Recall. I, um... I mean, I'm going to keep it for sure, but I just also just want to say that 1917 nomination is one of the most ridiculous things I've bullshit. ever seen. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, when, bullshit. There was, when so many things were sitting right there. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, waves. Mm-hmm. Peanut Butter Us. Falcon. Us. Yeah. Steve, you control whether we potentially ever recall Box or not. I am going to hit this big button here that says eh, recall. All right. I'm going to go recall too. I still think Parasite could win, but I'm curious how this plays. Miles. Miles, even with a recall, I'm sticking with Parasite. Ryan, see tendency for the listeners and everyone here on the panel would think, "Oh, I'm going to go Quentin Tarantino," but I'm not going with Ryan Johnson for Knives Out. All right, Mitch. fantastic screenplay. The donut monologue. I figured alone. the fight. I figured the fight would be from Knives Out, and that's definitely my second favorite here. But it's the Parasite far and away is my favorite. Steve. Hmm. I'm going with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. And I'm going with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, so wait. So Ryan. Oh, it comes down so to we got So we've got two Parasites, two Hollywoods. I mean, if we all revote, then yeah, I guess I guess uh, Ryan can make the choice. You really gotta you gotta love the power. Now, now I know what Joey's feeling like. Well, my ego's yeah. way too high right now. Um, I'm sorry. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's the win. Three-time Best Original Screenplay winner, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Don't worry. Bong will win I something. don't mind it. Bong will win something. I'm yeah. sure that won't go to his ego at all. Yeah. <laughs> if, actually, if anything, I think he'd be annoyed he didn't pick up director. He's listening right He's, now. Which he, I think he would trade both of his screenplay wins right now to win director. I think It is the one question I wanted to ask him when I met him. But I was like, it's such a weird thing to ask. You'd have to do it in an interview. I think you'd be like, be like what kind of fucking question is that, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we talked yes, about something far too. nicer. Yeah, but you're welcome. In a like more sit down, what like, size to you? be about awards, yeah. I would be curious. Of like, obviously, there's you love winning anything, and it's great to be told. But like, does it not bug you? But I'd have to figure out the right word of just like that they seem to go for one aspect of your filmmaking, nominate the other aspect, and then don't award it when they clearly like it as a hybrid type thing. Yeah. But, you know, who's to say? Um, supporting actress. Are we keeping Laura Dern? Probably. 
if we don't Laura are we replacing Dern. her with uh the marriage story uh scene stealer with kathy bates and richard jewell <laughs> scarlett johansson and jojo rabbit florence Pugh and little women or margot robbie and once upon a time in bombshell i was about to say see what see, see what i did there because no they basically they, they basically liked they they liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood more, but they didn't they couldn't nominate her for that role, so they just went bombshell. They should have. It's the better performance. It is the better performance. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'd vote right, for that Miles. performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna leave it with Laura Dern. I think she's amazing in Marriage Story. She's also the president of Hollywood. Yeah, I don't give a crap. Um, recall oh. recaller. All right. Um, first of all, Jennifer Lopez should have won this in a fucking landslide, but also recall Laura Dern. Mm, I think you meant Shashu Sen. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, I would take either of those over mm. any of these five, yeah. yeah. Steve? Recall. Oh boy, I was keeping her, but I guess she's up for the recall now. Miles, keeping her? Keeping her. Uh, I'm going to keep her as well, pending what happens, but uh, Ryan? You know, I would really say... Florence Pugh, but I'm going to actually go with Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. I think her performance in that's really, really good. All right. Um, I, I'm sh- I know Mitch is not voting that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is Florence Pugh for me. All right. Uh, Steve? Scarjo. Damn oh. it. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's the ball's in your court, Mitchell. Yeah, uh, so well, no, I, I'm so yeah, I'm so we got two Dern, two ScarJo. Mitch gets to decide which one. Kathy yeah, Bates. pretty, <laughs> pretty safe bet generally that if Scarlett Johansson's one of the choices in a one-on-one, I'm probably not going to vote for Scarlett Johansson. Uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely Laura Dern. She survives the recall. Look at that! Wow. Congratulations, Mister. That was that was that was cool. Um, it. See, it's working out. Um, <laughs> taking off her jacket and everything right now. Yeah, supporting actor Brad Pitt. Once time upon a time in Hollywood. Once time upon time. Once upon a time in a time in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> if we recall Cliff Booth, he will potentially kill you. Uh, but if not, you could nominate. I, I mean, I've read the book. I know the answer. Uh, Is it though? Tom Hanks. He. I mean, are we spoiling the book? I right don't know. Don't spoil the book. What's you know what? Let's say um, the end of this month, because it'll then be like two months since it came out. Then we can spoil uh, I want to talk about the book. So anyone who has the book, finish it by the end of the month so we can talk about the book. Now you're just pre- peer pressuring me. We could do a separate Wait. Ep- episode for that. I think that'd be fun. We could do a We could do a, a, a spinoff on the book. Yeah. Actually, don't you host a blockbuster podcast and this movie made a ton of money? I don't count it as a blockbuster. No. All right. Never mind. I was trying to. Well, I mean, yes, I do do that. Oh, and that show is called Busting the Block. <laughs> so everywhere you can get your podcasts now on Apple. I mean, I still don't acknowledge it because I haven't been on it Mitch yet. Mitch has been but, on. Uh, <laughs> it's on the so. <laughs> and notice how much I promoted it. That's rude. But also yeah, fair. But also, fine. you're the one who just needs to clear out your schedule and do something with us and tell us what you want to do. I gave you several suggestions. I mean, you've missed the. I, I freely was willing to do the Martian and Matt Damon's on everyone. That's true. You know what? We might we might end up having you on for that. Yeah, we'll we'll go. get you on though, Joe. All right. I'm not it's having not Miles on because we're not we're not invited to the wedding. Me, you know, you do Avatar with Miles. Oh God, no! <laughs> I have nothing interesting to say about Avatar. Sometimes Miles, it's okay to have that because then you watch it and, and it just turns into two hour shit fest, and that's fine. All right, I'm assigning one. You guys are doing Jonah Hex together. Oh God! All right. I don't have anything to say about that either. <laughs> I would do Jonah Hex. What the Hex? 
anyway, back to right. the back if, to the game. Yes, if we're recalling Cliff Booth, you got Tom Hanks, Beautiful Day Neighborhood, Fred Rogers, Anthony Hopkins, two popes as a uh, pope Nazi, Pope Al Pacino, pope Rapey. yeah, the Irishman, Hoffa, Joe Pesci, the Irishman, Russell Bufalino. Oh man, uh, I I love this category, so I'm happy with anyone. Miles, kick us off. Uh, it is a pretty stacked category, and I don't hate Brad Pitt's win, but I'm still going to say Recall. All right. I hate you so much. Um, Ryan's keeping. Yeah, I'm keeping it. Mitch? Recall. Oh, boy. Steve? Keep it. I'm really terrified of what's going to happen, but I'm curious. What's Recall? Damn it. I'm still probably voting for him. but I Damn it, Joe. What are you was. doing? I mean, technically, not to spoil things, but... My favorite of the five was Joe Pesci. Miles, where are you at? You're keeping Brad Pitt. Uh, oh, you're... Sorry, give me the other nominees again, because it is very stacked. Tom Hanks, Anthony Brad... Hopkins, Al Pacino, oh, okay. thank, and thank, Joe thank, Pesci. Thank you. Uh, I'm actually going with Tom Hanks. I think it's the best he performance really... he's given in years. Yeah, he's really All right. fucking good in that movie. Ryan's keeping Brad Pitt, right? Yeah, I'm keeping Brad Pitt, but Dan- Hanks and Pesci... And even Pacino. I would take Hopkins and throw him out of this. I want us all to pick a separate one and then we're completely fucked. (laughs) Um, Mitch? Um, I like like Hanks a lot and I think Pitt's really good. I think it's a good kind of like channeling of like his movie stardom. But Mm -hmm. I fucking love Joe Pesci in The Irishman. That's my pick. It is what it is. Steve? I'm staying with Brad Pitt. So we've got two for... Two for Pitt, one for Hanks. And one for Pesci. I'm going to go Pesci then. We got Pitt and Pesci. Revote. So, so is that on me? That's on it's you. It's on everyone. We, we're going we're gonna to revote all five quickly. Okay. Wait. In case you want to change. Okay. So just say who you want because it's two and two. So I'm fine. Keep doing it. Well, mm. I'm sticking with Hanks. All right. But no, no, no. no, no he, he's no. not eligible it's now. between Wait, the two. Pesci maybe I'm not understanding. Pesci oh, no, I guess you do make up your mind now. Well, yeah, Actually, yeah that's how Pet- we've done it with the previous ones. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah. Pet- uh, Pet- Pesci, Pesci or Pitt? Um, between the two, I'll stick with Pitt then. All right. He, he survives the recall as well. I was side-eyeing you the whole time. Wow. <laughs> uh, best best actress. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> God. I, I'm Recall. 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 Um, but Renee Zellweger, Judy. And when we recall her. Your options are uh, Cynthia Revo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan and Little Women, and Charlize Theron for Bombshell. This category kind of sucks, actually. Mm. Miles? Uh, with one notable exception, it does kind of suck. Uh, I'm going to say Recall. Recall. Yeah, I'm curious Did if you? Miles and I are going to have the same exception. Um, definitely a Recall for me. Recall. Yeah, what's, what's Recall? All right, let's, let's get voting. All right, well, Mitch, based on your previous comment, I think we Uh-oh. definitely don't have the same. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. She's great I, in I'm Jojo do- Rabbit, but I think she's fantastic in that one. I'm doing the same. That's that. I think she's phenomenal, and I think Charlize Theron's very good. The other three would not have even come close to my ballot. Well, luckily. So just keep that in mind. We got two for ScarJo already. <sighs> well, easily, this would finally give her an Oscar, and that would be... Sir Sharonin for Little Women. All right. I am going to second that, Miss Ronan. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. Do it, Mitch. Finish it. I see it all falls down to me again. Cynthia, Cynthia Revo. <laughs> it is Sir Sharonin. Wow. I mean, better, better than Zellweger, but 
wrong. Yeah, better than Zellweger for sure. <laughs> no, I'll accept that. No, she's fantastic in that film, guys. Get, get now here, we are going to split on this. Oh yeah, this one's going to uh, be this will be fun. So, I suspect we're recalling Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck in Joker. Uh, but if we do, which I think we will, your options are Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver, Marriage Story, and Jonathan Price, The Two Popes, says Pope Frank. Uh, I'm going to definitely say Recall. Recall. I think the biggest crime that the Joker ever pulled is that somehow that is the performance that Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for. Definitely Recall. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Wait, you keep it? Would you keep him or no? Uh, I'd be fine with keeping it. I think he does okay. good work. I, mean, I know everyone I mean, hates it and everyone hates it for real. No, no, no. It's not that is... we hate it. It's that there's better performances. I know. It exactly. is that I hate it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, well, I'll say the same thing I said when I saw the movie. The movie is impeccably made. I don't think it should have been made. I think it, I needed a shower. Like, I never go in for the like, oh, this is going to cause things. But like, that was the movie to make like a fucking also just never watched it again like yeah i I actually did rewatch it recently and i was like it's still like listen it is well made none of very little of it is award worthy um besides i would have been fine with if joaquin phoenix got a nomination but yes he's great but goddamn has he been better yeah Mm -hmm. i so that's he he wasn't my vote on oscar night but no i I mean i i I do know it needs to be stripped it, I do respect in a weird way that the Academy finally took to the guy they clearly don't like because he played the most vile character possible in a movie they would never vote for otherwise. It's just all this counterintuitive stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway. Right. So, Miles, where are we at? Uh, yeah, no. Um, I So, to be clear on Joker real quick, I think it is a strong performance. The performance is the best part of the movie. It's the I only don't thing you're like to watch. The, I don't like the movie. I think it's a horrible misfire. I think there's a lot of good craft in it, but otherwise it's a very uninspired taxi driver slash king of comedy ripoff. And yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is just doing a very solid reinterpretation of a performance he gave far better in The Master a few years earlier. Yep. Um, as far as who I want to win this category, I'm going Adam Driver for Marriage Story. That was my favorite performance of the year overall. Brian, so my my favorite performance, uh, male performance of the year was uh, of that year was Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory, and I think that he he should have won the Oscar. It's not even close. He was fantastic in that. All film. right, it's no assassins, but still, stop it. <laughs> it's no ballistic X versus Sever, but you know, no the Hitman body pop quiz wife. was he was he X or Sever? I don't fucking know. <laughs> he was Sever. Was he Sever? I knew someone would know. Do was you, he Sever? Wait, do you know where you're guessing? Wait, oh. if he is, do you know who X was? Lucy uh, Lou. Lucy Lou. At least you guys remember that. Yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Ballistics X versus Sever. Um, and he, uh, for those who were actually somehow curious, you shouldn't have been, but uh, he was uh, X. Oh, Oh, okay. Jeremy! I almost Jeremiah X. <laughs> Whereas uh, Lucy Whitlew was um, DIA agent Sever. They didn't even give her a first name. Jesus, 
Anyway. All right. So we got one for Antonio Banderas, one for Adam Driver. Um, yeah, for me, I like I don't I'm not crazy about this movie. I think this director's done a lot better stuff, but I think Antonio Banderas is fantastic in Pain and Glory, and he's definitely like by far my favorite of the five. All right, Steve, you gonna set up a choice for me or are you just giving it to Antonio? Well, I really enjoyed DiCaprio's work, but I'm gonna go with Mr. Driver. Ooh. Oh, shit. I think I know who Joey's going to go for. Yeah, here we go. If I were to go DiCaprio, that means I just vote again, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, then, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote DiCaprio and then vote Adam Driver. Yeah. So I got my two favorites. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, I do like I do love Jonathan Price as well. Wait, hold Price on. Is, Price question. is the best part of the two popes. For sure. Yes. So if it if it became if it went between DiCaprio and I switched my vote to DiCaprio and it was DiCaprio Banderas, uh, where's the fifth vote go? It would go to Miles. Um, it would then, still be Joey saying DiCaprio. No, no, no. Joey and I would be Miles DiCaprio because he would. Oh, right, right, right. Miles. Yeah. Yeah. Out of curiosity, Miles, what would you do in that case? Uh, between Banderas and DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would go Banderas. Yeah. Oh, then I'm happy we did the other way. Yeah, yeah, same here. <laughs> Damn it. Like, Banderas is good. I DiCaprio, just, though, I will say, is fantastic at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And he is. Shame, he is. No it's doubt. a shame they yeah. didn't give it. It's a shame they didn't take it away from him for the Revenant because he would have just cakewalked. I swear to. Yeah. I, I would no, much you know rather what, Joe? have won for this. Than I, if, if he would have. If he never would have won for the, the Revenant and let's say he went to like Fastbender for Steve Jobs, right? Totally the, fine. Then. The world's a better place. He would have totally swept and Phoenix would probably be. The front runner this year for Come On, Come On, if it's any good. Yeah. Or, uh, or arguably, you know, anyone could have won that. I mean, listen, yeah. the, so lineup. here's the thing. Might have been I mean, You never know. I mean, I think DiCaprio would have won in that scenario. Here's the alternative. So the good world is the Fastbender wins for Steve Jobs. Even if you don't like the film, I don't think anyone thinks he's bad. In no, the he's movie. great. It's like his last great performance. Yeah. He got a little, a little iffy after that. Yeah. Um, I would love Matt Damon the win for the Martian, but it's too light. They oh, don't, they I don't mean, do that. Yeah. But then here's the here's the flip side. Everyone's pissed if Brian Cranston wins. And then everyone's really pissed if Eddie Redmayne wins again. Yeah, oh which they, they, they uh, would not give it to him twice in a row for the, for the Danish girl. I mean, I, I it's the thing. As much as I love him in the theory of everything, I hate him in the Danish girl. I, I think that Alicia Vikander's Oscar is actually for Ex Machina. I never think it's for the Danish girl. Sort of. I mean, I don't love either of those performances, but I'm happy she has an Oscar. Well, I mean, uh, real quick, direct- just we're talking about past Oscars. I think Leo should have won for The Wolf of Wall Street over uh, McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, I would have taken yeah, I, that. I get that, but I also would have just as soon taken Bruce Dern. <sighs> that was a great lineup. I know. By the way, Jonathan Jonathan Price uh, deserves some praise. He he did exceptional. Oh, he's oh no, he's great. Yeah, he's better than Hopkins. Yeah. Like, Hopkins is good. Hop- this was the reminder that Hopkins is yeah, good. Yeah, and then like, they were inspired. like, oh, yeah. the next year, that's a really great performance. Let's do that. Well, that was the thing. Oh, I think what yeah. happened was, the way I understand it was, people thought Anthony Hopkins was retired, and he was like, I'm not. I want to work. Give me roles. And I think he either changed his representation or something like that, or yeah. someone reached, I think another agent had reached out being like, are you retired? And he's like, no, please put me in movies. <laughs> and then they and that's how in... Green, uh, Two Popes came about, and that's how The Father came about. Even though he kind of took that role from Frank Langella, but which one? That's another story. Oh, uh, the, the father Langella oh. played it on Broadway. Well, I don't. I don't think Langella could have done what he did. So, 
I mean, no, I don't. I don't think no. he wins the Oscar. No, he probably gets nominated. He probably does just... like a Frost Nixon thing where he's nominated. Well, it's it's just that Chadwick wins Beatty role and that like. Well, Hopkins is a better actor. No offense to Frank Langella. Hopkins... They're they're so. different actors. I think at their best, Hopkins is Hopkins has the ability to be amazing. Yeah, I think Frank Langella is the epitome of like a veteran actor who knows he's how very to do good. his stuff and he's yeah. very good at it. But he definitely. His his limit is he's got a lane. He sticks in it. I would yeah, have rather like, seen Franklin Jella get nominated for Trial of Chicago Seven than Sasha Baron Cohen. I would have been. I would have done that. I love. I, I when I interviewed Franklin Jella, he was great. He was like I. I had to see myself as the hero, and they're all fucking assholes. And you know, it worked out great. Actually, I uh, would have preferred Michael Keaton to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, Keaton, I, Keaton I was great. Keaton my favorite so was probably good. Rylance or, yeah, Rylance um, or Keaton. Yeah, yeah, Rylance was my team. favorite. Yeah, 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 was great. Yeah. Hell, John Carroll Lynch was great. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's got that great. That's scene. the thing everyone everyone kind of forgets about is that like Lost in the Shuffle. That was that everyone in that movie was really good. <laughs> it just, I mean, it it say what you want about the film. It's a good sag win, I think. Yeah, and Sasha's not bad. It's just that's the most clear. Like any anyone. Yeah, kind of could do that role, and like he's doing it well, but like whatever. No, anyway. Yeah, when we when we do the the Wolf of Wall Street year, like give or take Christian Bale and Hustle, yeah. and he's still very good at it. That's a great lineup for actor. Yeah, for sure. This might sound odd, but I think that movie wins Best Play because which one? Well, uh, uh, Chicago the, Seven. Uh, Chicago Seven. I, I think if it was on Broadway, uh, it would have excelled. But I I'm, actually I mean, agree with that. I think it would play very well on stage. Oh, oh Sorkin, yeah, Sorkin a is a Sorkin plays well. I mean, Sorkin on stage is a playwright. Yeah, he's, Sorkin's a playwright. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a few good men was a stage play. Um, I mean, anyone who watched the West Wing, yeah, I was going to say the West Wing stuff. Yeah, which I um, quick story. Um, that interview I did with one of the producers is coming, and this is just me gloating. But allow me, it's my show. Um, I I talked about I, I described it in a certain way. Um, and apparently the way I described it captured her attention because she had the publicist call me to say she was on the phone with Aaron Zorgan and wanted to relay the message. And can I play back the interview so we can figure out exactly what I said? I think I called it like the acoustic version of a West Wing episode, which is exactly what it is. Like if the West Wing is a concert, this is just the acoustic version. This is Springsteen doing Nebraska as opposed to like Born to Run. Yep. And that's and that's my two cents there. Director. <laughs> Uh, Bong Joon-ho, fresh off his lost original screenplay, um, though still with an Oscar for uh, international feature. Uh, do we recall him? And if we do, do we give it to Martin Scorsese for The Irishman? We don't give it to Todd Phillips for The Joker. We almost certainly don't give it to Sam Mendes for 1917 or Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I feel like I know how this is going to go, but if we did recall, it's going to be very interesting fucking academy award winner todd phillips i can't believe that shit um, i mean he's already a like four-time nomination nominee yeah i hate it uh, leave it with it just gives it just ahead. gives you hope right <laughs> uh leave it with bong he absolutely earned it technically technically joey he does not mm. in this current game we're playing have an oscar because international does not I go know. to the person goes to the country i know and By so, the way, Todd Phillips is a four-time Oscar nominee, Miles. I hate it. <laughs> I can feel right. your so, anger. Ryan, um, You know what? Just for fun, let's recall him. All right. So we're at one-to-one, one, right? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I, I'll save recall just to see what everybody does. Mm-hmm. Steve? Sure. That's recall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say... I'll say keep, how dare you, but yes, we're recalling. <laughs> I think Bong would actually have fun with this. I think he'd be like, sure, let's do it. Um, Bong would probably vote for Scorsese or Tarantino, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wanted to uh, split that Oscar out? Yeah. All right, Miles, are you voting for Bong? Uh, yeah, I'm leaving it with Bong. Both Scorsese and Tarantino have done much better films. Interesting. Um, I don't actually really agree. I actually think it's both of their like second or third. No, no, no. Some it's, of their best work. It's yeah. Tarantino's I, I second like or third film. best film. Well, the Irishman is probably top five. All right. So we're going to do this. We're going to do a picture and then we're going to wrap up. Arm and White will wait till next week. But all right. Uh, you, you got off this week, Armin. Um, yeah. Steve has to run. Look at bastard. Um, Mitch, you'll come back next week for Armin. I, I really <laughs> look. I love Bong and I'm happy that he has all the Oscars. Don't get me wrong. But um, oh. I would give it to Martin Scorsese. I think it's it is the true culmination of his entire career within the genre. He puts his heart and soul into it. Um, it's just a labor of love to the the people he's worked with. He's done it for so many years. Um, as much as Bong Joon Ho got a standing ovation in that room that night, so did Martin Scorsese. He's most he's the greatest living director alive right now and probably of all time. So I would love to give him more oscars than just the one he has for the departed which is a movie that i think hasn't aged particularly well and is not as good as the irishman fair mitch um i disagree about the departed but i like i like a lot of what ryan was saying about why scorsese's work like with the irishman is so worthy of being achieved even though i don't love the irishman i think it's good um but like he would be my number two my number one is for sure Bong Joon-ho he's one of my favorite like one of my top five directors of all time and I think this is his masterpiece I think it's like completely flawless um so I kind of just wanted to see what everybody else was gonna say um Mm -hmm. but my vote is definitely for Bong Joon-ho Steve do you make it a a race or not hmm you can go another direction but it's basically a two-horse race yeah yeah unless I'm I'm going with my unless I will say if you pick someone else i mean i i kind of spoiled who the two who are out for me but if you were to pick tarantino and i picked him we we do revote. so we have two for bong one for scorsese and then my vote um i mean as long as as long as you don't vote bong and i don't vote bong yeah which i'm not saying what i'm doing we we revote. you know what i say what the hell let's mix it up i was gonna vote bong but i'm gonna go with tarantino the game is on so it so, so we're at two for Bong, one for Scorsese, one for Tarantino, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So essentially, I eliminate one of the other two and make for a final vote. Mm-hmm. This is correct. Just for interest, I'm gonna. I want to. You know what? I want to see what Ryan has to do. I'm gonna go Tarantino. So it's Bong or Tarantino. So Miles goes Bong, right? Wow. Yep. All right. So Ryan and Mitch revote, and then we'll see if Steve and I change our mind. Well, no, Mitch is going to keep it with Bong, aren't you, Mitch? Oh yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. we got two for Bong, and so, so Ryan and then and then Ryan and Steve. It's between Bong and Tarantino. Yeah, so go. go Tarantino. Uh, let me go last, for the love of God, please, because I. All right. So are you guys keeping Tarantino? Between that, um, I'm happy to, and what and what you choose between those two, and kill your darlings. <sighs> 
Steve? Steve, any objection there? So wait. So we have two for Bong. We have... If you were to go Tarantino, we have two for Bong, two for Tarantino. Ryan makes up his mind. There's three votes out there. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Or do you want to just make it Bong? Or do you want to leave it up to to Ryan? Hmm. It's a tough one. <laughs> I'm gonna continue, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch my vote. I'm going with Bong. Okay, oh. so Bong wins. Ryan, who where would you have voted? I think I've Well, we gave Tarantino the screenplay, correct? Yeah. I, I would be the asshole from the Academy. I would have kept it with Bong. That that win is was still such a surprise. Into in in that moment where Spike just yells out his name. Yep. It's just I can't it's take that. It's the away Oscar from clip him. I. It's the Oscar clip I watched the most. I can't. I can't take it away from him too. He's such a nice guy. Like he, he said he would take the Oscar and. Get a Texas, Texas chainsaw, chainsaw and cut it and give I mean, everybody a piece. Like, that's the nicest I, son of a bitch on the planet. It was also very funny that it was clearly, I don't know Todd Phillips and Sam Mendes, so I'm just going to say something nice. Yeah, he's like, uh, actively... and Todd and, and, and Sam, you're here too. Yeah, because uh, it's like... Because like, Martin's worship... my idol and Quentin's like my best friend. You know yeah, I mean? <laughs> it's like, wait, Scorsese <laughs> is someone I studied in school. This is insane. I'm even here with him. Yeah, and Mar- Tarantino is a friend who actively helps me out. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like I, I fully believe that he would have been like thrilled if either one of them won. Yeah, like, which to people, just be like, I'm here for them. Look, I obviously Tarantino puts his foot in his mouth a, a lot and everything, but he also is highly influential and friends with a lot of people. And American audience, for most part, mainstream. I mean, we would, but mainstream audiences wouldn't know who Bong Joon Ho was yeah. without somebody like Quentin Tarantino. And so, I think people should lay off of yeah i think the thing for people that. forget is like i don't think quentin tarantino is a bad guy i think he says what he wants and he just is very unfiltered and it's very yes. alarming you know but he I mean? strikes me as a as a like at his core nice person yeah. in the sense of like he wouldn't I help have, out he wouldn't yeah, have I these people working film. with him all the time and coming back yeah. for more if you if he was i mean you, i see if you there's the clip from inglorious bastards where he makes everyone sing like we love making movies like he just He's, he's a, doing yeah. what he loves and he wants everyone. The thing is, I think I feel like he wants everyone to love it as much as he does. Mm-hmm. And there are people who treat it like work and that's weird to him. Yeah. Because it's not a real job to him. It's like, this is insane. That being said, congratulations, Bong. Yes, exactly. Now, picture. Parasite, if we recall it. Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Miles. Uh, leave it with Parasite. It was my favorite film of the year. Recall. Uh, stay with Parasite for me. This just depends mm. on how much Steve has to leave. No, it doesn't because I should be leaving, but I'm going to. Well, I'm not. I'm going to keep it. Parasite. So. All right. So it doesn't matter. I'll I'll say keep it. I think Parasite was my number three of the year. Once upon a time, I was my number four. Irishman was my five. So I was happy. However, that went. I would. What were you one and two? Um, blinded by the light because of course yeah mm. and uh, Peanut Butter Falcon the mm. like most oh, joyous what a, film what a great movie in forever yeah I would have yeah. given it to is, one, I would have given it to One Spot in Time in Hollywood it was my favorite film of the year, that year. I, I just love the fact that my my top well. 10 lists had Peanut Butter Falcon and, one, and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood two of the happiest and like most like be good to each other movies Maybe in history Parasite. <laughs> and Parasite and Waves yeah mm. <laughs> Waves which is less like you know, take my depression Wait, medication. Waves, which is like, life is terrible. Try to be good anyway. 
Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yes. So this was fun. I think we'll do it again. Um, Steve, because you came up with the game, what year are we going to do next week? And readers, feel free to chime oh, in geez. with uh, your picks for this week and what you want for next week. You know, I'm going to go because I think it'll be, well, maybe it won't be that interesting, but let's go with the uh, the Moonlight year. Uh, was it eight? Ooh. 2016. 2016. Oh, yeah. Well, say say the say the movie that won picture because yeah, people yeah. do get tripped up sometimes on years. And honestly, I don't care when people are like, "Oh, it really meant '99." When you said who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. Moonlight yeah. won um, picture. By the way, everybody out there, just which, to clarify, I'll just remind everyone: the La La Land and Moonlight teams are friends. They were not mad at each other, and if anything, they were sad for each other that this moment happened the way it did. Yep. Yep. So, so until then, year. Yep, 16, <laughs> all right. So Moonlight. say where you can be followed, and uh, you know what? Say your favorite film of the Parasite year, if it was Parasite or not. So uh, same order as normal, Miles. Uh, you can find me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M Y L E S on Film. Please check out my short films, American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula. Both are on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo, respectively. Uh, as previously mentioned, my number one film of that year was Parasite. My number two was Jojo Rabbit. And I was very much disappointed that I didn't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, or Joker as much as I was hoping to. Fair. Brian? Um, Miles, we gotta, we gotta talk. I love the I love the IAA. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter at RyanMcQuaid77. I, I, ugh. Miles is just throwing me off. Um, and all my awards, radar work, and awards watch, and in session film workers around those respective places on Twitter. Um, I uh, I already mentioned that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was my favorite, and Parasite was my number two. But uh, um, my number three, I'll talk about my number three real quick, and that was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, just an immaculate masterpiece. It's my favorite direction, actually. If we if Celine Ziama was uh in my in in the lineup she would have been my winner uh the cinematography is fantastic um you know i will say though that i don't need to see uh by the sea lesbian dramas every single year i'm looking at you and um you know uh what was that uh ammonite uh but (laughs) okay steve (laughs) calm down uh settle down over there um but uh but portrait it's it's just beautiful and it's ending um is impeccable when yeah, it's uh, get that in the Criterion Collection. It's it, it's well worth the buy. Cool, Mitch. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at it is Mitchell or on Letterboxd at Mitchell. Uh, I also work for Letterboxd, which I just last week published um, an interview I did with the director of Pig, which was really cool and exciting. And uh, on my Twitter, like anything else that I'm writing. You can find over there. Uh, my favorite movie of 2019 was Parasite. My second was Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I think both are two of the best movies of all time. All right, Steve. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Filmstork and on Letterboxd. Uh, you can also listen to the podcast I created and produced. It's called The Verse with an exclamation point. Uh, look for it. It's fun. Um, and when it comes to movies, um, Once, Upon a, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um parasite and portrait of a lady on fire are three of my top uh if it was between those three i'd have a really tough time voting but uh i'd be happy who no matter who won so 
Fair enough. Uh, you can find me at Joey Magidson, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all that good stuff. Uh, follow Ward's Radar for where the articles are. Uh, here's my top ten. We'll wrap it up with my top ten. Blinded by the Light, number one. Peanut Butter Falcon, number two. Parasite, number three. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, number four. The Irishman, number five. Booksmart, number six. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, number seven. Waves, number eight. Western Stars, number nine. And Long Shot, number ten. Western Stars. God, I love Long Shot. Some winners in there. Western Stars. Uh, if you want to, if you want to remove Western stars, then the next in line was Endgame, The Art of Self Defense, and Marriage Story. Ooh, Art of Self Defense, massively underrated movie. Really good movie. Yeah. Underrated movie. Um, did a really fun interview with Jesse Eisenberg, which, considering the buzz up until then, was that he's maybe not a super fun person. Was delightful. Mm. Funny story. As we easily leave, he was not aware of Pure Flicks. And it came up in conversation and just you could see the eyes he had when I was explaining that like there's these like right wing propaganda movies. He's just like, what? And he lives in like middle America, like Indiana or something like that. So does like, he really? I've seen, I've seen him in New York three or four times. He definitely has a place in New York, but I believe his um, wife is from his wife, from his wife. But I think it, I believe his wife is from um, somewhere else. She's and from somewhere country, else. But... Classic Borat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I think Indiana. Yeah, I think Bloomington. Okay. Maybe. I don't remember. I remember nice. looking it up at one point and was like, interesting. Yeah, he's a fan of the Pacers. So I guess he... Uh, oh, they, they have moved to Nashville, Tennessee. Ooh, they're in Tennessee. All right. That's, that's a good sign to end this. Yeah, All right. Please. We'll be back next week with the La La Land Moonlight debate because that hasn't been done to death. Um, hope everyone enjoyed this and if we have time we will do the arm and white game next week so everyone be good get your vaccine and hopefully there will still be movies bye 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 thanks for listening be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content